Matt. Okay. You're on your phone. No, no, I'm doing tech support. <laughs> like family, no, family, tech friends support. and family, oh, family support. tech support. That doesn't count. I hate that. Yeah, I refuse. <laughs> Do you? Yeah, <laughs> and in fact, I refuse so much that no one talks to me. Well, yeah, about. I mean, they sim- talk to me about normal things. Simple classical conditioning. Yeah, yeah. You have to say no. Begin to, you have to not draw respond the anymore. Mm. Mm. I imagine mechanics feel the exact same way. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. No, it gets bad. So I, I had a shirt. I don't know if you saw it. Yeah, I remember the shirt. Yeah. No, I will not fix your computer. <laughs> and I wore it to all the family events. And yet you fixed the computer. You actually not wore really. It. They kind of took it seriously. No, and no, I, I was wearing it as a joke. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. And yet you're fixing computer right now. He's my brother. He's like, this is okay. He's a direct uh, family. It's not like... Mm. Extended. Yeah. Not but don't you have about seven brothers? Yeah. Well, this is the most proficient one, actually. So, it, this will most be Most proficient easy. brother? Uh, in yeah. what regard? Computer. Oh. Yeah, okay. so it's not so painful. It's not yeah. like... How do I right-click? <laughs> <laughs> well, you see, there's a now mouse button on the left turn it off and the right. And turn it back on again. <laughs> What's my password? <laughs> so I can begin? Or should we wait for you to do tech Why support? Why is there sound? I, I'm on mute. Why is there sound? It's a great question. Yeah. <laughs> See, this is what people who ask you for tech support don't understand. You're not some kind of omnipotent <laughs> being that knows everything that goes wrong yeah. and why. <laughs> People ask me questions about like PowerPoint and like these weird programs that I never use. And I'm like, I don't know, I've never used that program before. Or like questions about iPhones. And like, I don't, I don't have an iPhone. I don't know how they work. <laughs> the irony of Matt being asked to solve computer problems and yet he's baffled why his phone's making sound. Because well, I already <laughs> put on Do Not Disturb. Exactly. It's the, it's the clash of getting old versus like being into technology <laughs> so you're saying matt's getting old the two worlds are colliding <laughs> is that what you're saying uh, i'm not saying it uh, it's probably because it got directly. the app open and it doesn't understand to not like because it doesn't send notifications when you have whatsapp open oh so, WhatsApp. so it's probably That's the problem it's probably using diverting the whatsapp yeah, mm, yeah i've never used whatsapp right that's because you have an iPhone. Well, I mean... I'm sure WhatsApp is on the iPhone. Yeah, it is, yeah. Yeah, I think so. But I think that the iPhone does organically or intuitively what WhatsApp does, right? iMessage. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. And I'm I'm pretty sure that other phones do that too, but I don't know. Anyway, that's really, really boring topic. I wouldn't say it's boring. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me when to go, Matt. Hello and welcome to Game the System Podcast, episode 39. A podcast about the people that play retro, arcade, modern, pinball, board games, and all of that stuff. It's the 14th of April, 2019, still. Mm -hmm. And my name's still Mark. My name's Joel. 
My name's Matt. Just throwing in a bit of a... Yeah, you've got to keep it interesting. Mm. Keep you on the, the edge of your seats, mm. so um, to speak. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure people are listening every week saying, What's he going to say his <laughs> name is this time? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I learned about... Uh, I watched uh, The Making of Streets of Rage 2. Yeah. So, they have... For the music, I found out it's really interesting. Well, I found it interesting. Um, all the music is obviously synthesized, yeah. except for uh, two drum samples. So they actually have um, two samples on there for the music. So those drum sounds, I'm not sure specifically which one. One of them is definitely a snare. I'm not sure what the other one is. Um, uh, samples. Yeah. Which explains a lot because it's like, how do you make that sound? It's hard to make it like good synthesized. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That happens. I think a bunch of games do that. Okay. I'd never even heard of anything like that before. Okay. But um, when I heard that, I was like, ah, okay. That makes a lot of sense. Like, there was a lot of effort put into the music, which shows, but. Um, I think that's also because the composer was such a big part of... Like, he formed the studio, that the development studio that made the okay. game. I may have watched this. Is this the Splash Wave one? Yeah. 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 So it was like... Splash Wave? Yeah, Making there's a... Making of Streets of Rage 2. I, I don't know if oh. it's a, um, a YouTube channel or if it's... um. Because the Splash Wave is the name of a song in Outrun. Yeah, yeah so someone mm. has taken that name and called their video series or channel yeah. Splash Wave. Mm. And That's they do name. like making of um, different games. And one mm. of them they did was Streets of Rage 2. And so I watched that recently. Mostly Sega stuff? Mm. Or maybe all of it? I haven't looked at any, any of the others, so I'm not sure. Uh, but yeah. There, there's definitely a Sonic 3 or Sonic and Knuckles one. Mm. Or White. Why is Sonic 3 and Sonic and Knuckles two different games? Mm. Something like that. Actually, that reminds me too, another thing that I learned from that, which I feel like, I, I don't know if I understood it correctly, but it's very simple, so I must have, that they said that the studio that made uh, Streets of Rage 2, before that they did the Sonic port or ports for Master System. So they're the same people that did Streets of Rage 2 are responsible for the Sonic games on Master System, mm -hmm. which to me makes lots of sense <laughs> because I like those games. Yeah, okay. they're great. Yeah. Uh, so shall we continue? Yeah. I got a message from my wife, but it wasn't to say she's coming to get me. Just Was it about Scotch again? No. Okay. Just asking if we'd started yet. Oh. <laughs> we started a while ago. So she thinks the same thing of us that my wife thinks of us. <laughs> Which is what? I don't know, that we take a long time and oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. potentially fart around a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but it's all good farting around. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Shall we talk about what we've been doing mm. in games? Yeah. Yeah? Uh, uh, yeah. Just continue Streets of Rage too, right? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I was going to start with Matt, because apparently Matt doesn't have anything. I don't think so. I mean, nothing. Have you been fixing anything? Have you been 
researching anything? Uh, I've been lazy. Have you been buying anything? Did you research how to do the Mega Drive 160 hertz mod that I need you to do? No. Should I? <laughs> <laughs> I need a 60 hertz Mega Drive. Brutal. <laughs> Am I right in thinking that if you mod a Mega Drive to 60 hertz, you can put a power cartridge in it and it'll run at 60 hertz? Uh, I don't know. Hmm. Maybe. Because isn't it just changing the refresh rate of the... And that's what's responsible for the difference in speed? The cartridge itself has nothing to do with that. All mm. that is is holding the, the memory and the game in memory, right? Um, or maybe that there's programming differences based on the speed difference? If they've done that, then yeah, sure. And they may. <laughs> like, you, they, you know, they could say, oh, things with clocks probably... Uh. Well, uh, it depends. Okay. Who knows? Hmm. I don't know, so don't look at me. <laughs> I don't know. Don't think Mega Drive has a real-time clock, maybe. So if not, then things like that will definitely change, right? Because it doesn't know how to count time mm. properly. Yeah. Hmm. Which is cycle. So if it was faster than the... Yeah, that'd be different. Well, I don't but care about timers in the game. I just want the game to run at... The real, like at real time, sixty hertz, yeah. so that the way the game was yeah. music was meant to be played. Yeah, hmm. yeah. I mean, that's it's kind of funny. Like, I, it's almost surprising that almost it's surprising that they'd let that happen. But maybe it's just it was because of TVs. Yeah, I guess in they didn't Australia have a choice. In Europe, yeah. that's the whole out. idea behind PAL and NTSC. Mm. Because in Australia and and Europe. TVs were 50 hertz. Mm. That's all it was. Mm. Mm. But when you get to like the 32-bit era and stuff, they actually changed the game so that the real-time play speed of the game would be the same no matter what kind of TV it was on. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So like, for example, when I'm playing Time Crisis on my 50 hertz TV, it should feel the same as if I was playing it on an NTSC you're not sure. Happen. I, I believe that does, <laughs> but I, I don't know for sure. Okay. Hmm. That's okay. Maybe you've got less frame data. Hmm? Uh, fewer frames. Yeah. Because it's 50 hertz instead of 60. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. I'm just making stuff up at the moment. <laughs> I mean, for all I know, that yeah, speculation. Yeah. But probably, yeah, when they introduce real-time clocks hmm. into as a standard thing, then hmm. you can start doing that. Hmm. I wonder if that's why games like Marvel vs. Capcom have the 50, 60 hertz option because it's like important for gameplay in those kinds of games mm. when you're talking about frames oh, and stuff. I can tell you in terms of speed running, there's very rarely any reason someone would, would run a PAL version compared mm. to the NTSC because mm. it's slower. Mm. But I have seen occasions where the PAL version is better because of, like, glitches mm. and things that they can take advantage of. Yeah. But, yeah, it's very rare. Usually it's NTSC. Yeah. Mm. There is one thing you can talk about, Matt, huh? that you've done in gaming. Oh. You went to that wild ball round that I did not. Oh, yeah. Mm. <coughs> At Pinofsky's. Yeah. Down in Wollongong. Mm. Yeah, we played pinball. <laughs> I don't end story. Uh-huh. <laughs> what pinball machines were there? Um, so the the blowing machines were 
uh, Earth Shaker, well, the ones that, hmm. that, that he doesn't own, they were borrowed, I think, from PJ. Oh, okay. Yeah, because PJ's Doesn't he gone. have lots of games? PJ. Pinoski. Uh, oh, he's got quite a few. He's got this hut at the back of his house. It's mm. not in the house. And they're all in there. And you can fit, I think, like eight in there. Mm. And <laughs> We're testing him. <laughs> probably only had seven set up in, in, in the back. Yep. And there was two in the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was Shaker and some old one. <laughs> Going to spot. The old ones can blend into each other. Um, <laughs> they can. Yeah. Like they're usually card based or, mm. you know. Nice no, wasn't. It, um, I forget. Cool. It's not me. <laughs> so what was the stuff in the hot? Um, we played on Avatar. Oh, yeah. He had that last time. Yeah. That's a good game. Yeah. I actually like Avatar. And Circus Voltaire. Yep. So Avatar and Circus Voltaire. Mm-hmm. Um, Does he still have... Can we just talk about not Twilight Zone, but the other one? <laughs> um, Adam's Family. No. Funhouse. No. <laughs> it's it's, it's uh, um, the magic say- one. Oh, theater of magic. Theater of magic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That. Yep. Um, <laughs> Does he still have Metallica? Yes. Yep. We did Metallica. not play that in the thing, right? Because everybody's got Metallica, so we don't need to play it now. Yep. Wow. There was a Walking Dead that we didn't Jeez. use. Oh. And did he have that last time? Yeah, he did I have think that so. last time. That's a pro, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then there was a um, that white water. Um, we also didn't play that because the last one we did play was Blackout, um, which is a it's, it's old solid state. Yep. And this one he was repairing last year. We didn't like the machine was there, but like in pieces, wasn't working. Mm-hmm. He was working on restoring it. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it was there functional and in the comp now, and it plays really well. It's a good game. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. I don't think I've ever played it. Hmm. hmm. Blackout. Blackout. Don't know it. You got um. It's like a lot of these. There's a bunch of stand-ups that mm. you... Stand-up banks that you're getting rid of. Mm-hmm. There's probably like three of them, I think. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's other normal things, you know, whatever. But, the, yeah, so the real thing is like you get all the banks down and it loads up. There's a hole. Not a scoop. And like on these old games, they just have a thing where the ball falls in the hole mm. and then it pops it back out. Mm. Yeah. Once you've got all the banks down, the hole is worth a lot. It's the blackout. Mm. Uh. So once if you, you know... You do one mm. bank and the light lights up, you get it in the hole, you get some points. Mm. You get all three, you get the blackout mm. worth a lot and the machine goes crazy. Right. Oh, that sounds cool. So when you say blackout, mm. is this like, what kind of theme is it like as in... Space, I think. Oh, okay. So it's not like, you've got no electricity. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, it's, no. It's not domestic electricity themed. That'd be topical right now. It sounds far-fetched, but, I mean, dialed-in exists, so... Hmm. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> Utility-themed games. <laughs> Hooray! This is really fun. <laughs> Does he still have the uh, Xenon playfield? Oh. Up on the wall? I didn't see it. Okay. Because <laughs> I wanted that. Yeah. Yeah. You, you've got one. I know, but he has a brand new playfield, oh. and I think he's had it for a long time. Just on the wall, yeah. Hmm. I think he planned to get a Zen on at some stage, but he just never got one. Hmm. So I wanted that playfield. Mm. Yeah, that would be nice mm. in your Zen on 
Yes. Mm. Did you win? No. no right. I'm in the middle. Mm. Oh, I did okay, actually. Avatar did reason, reasonably well. Hmm. Did and you get the Powerball? It, is it supposed to do it? It just gives you the Powerball all yeah, the time. Yeah, it's random. No, it should be random. So some yeah, people random. get it, some it's people don't. It's the next ball that, that's going to come out. That's it. Uh, I think they've... For that particular competition, they make sure that it comes out once at least for each player or something like that. Can it choose? What do you mean? I don't think it's like Twilight Zone or whatever one it is. Is it Twilight Zone? Yeah. I don't think it's like that. Like, you don't no. just... It's just the next one it's in the trough. It's just in the trough. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for people who don't know, uh, Powerball is a ceramic ball. Yeah. So, it's a white ceramic ball as opposed to a steel ball. Mm-hmm. And when that comes out, it doubles the play field. Everything you shoot is worth double. How does it know... It's the Powerball. Because it's not play. magnetic. Yeah, because it's not magnetic. So, where would the where would the switch register that... Is it like in the shooter lane or something or... I don't know. Maybe they've got one in the trough. Mm. So, it knows when it's not... When it's not a steel ball mm. waiting to come out. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, if there's any magnets on the play field, obviously that's not going to take effect on a ceramic ball. Mm-hmm. And a ceramic ball will move a lot faster because mm. it's it's lighter. Mm. So yeah, I, I I actually like the idea of a Powerball in in pinball. It is a cool idea. Yeah, and it, it's uh, yeah, it's a lot more dangerous when you miss. Yeah, yeah. Mm. If you hit a post, it can really come back at you very fast. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So can you ever get that into um, what do they call it? The magnet with the pyramid on Twilight Zone? The upper playfield? The power? Oh. Is it the power? No. I know the one you mean. The battlefield? No, that's that's Shadow. That's Shadow. You, you Can you ever shoot it into there when you've got the ceramic ball? I don't know, but if you could, it's not going to make any effect because the whole idea of that little play field is that it's Uses magnet magnets. clippers. Yeah, so yeah. that's why I was kind of wondering about so it. So you're pressing the buttons to activate magnets mm. that attract the ball and then release it. So you're sort of, yeah, flinging the ball via magnets. Mm. That's mm. not going to do anything for a ceramic ball. Mm. 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 So, yeah, I don't know. I'm assuming not, mm. unless the game has a problem. Mm. Is there... I wonder if there's a magnet involved with actually getting it up there at some point. Hmm. Anyway, hmm. just wild speculation again. Yep. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> cool. So that was Wild Ball. Do you know who won? Was Venables there? No. Okay. So it wasn't Venables. <laughs> Eddie? Maybe it was. I think it was actually. Okay. Yeah. If Eddie was there, yeah, then really he's usually up there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Former number one pinball player in Australia. Oh, okay. Yeah. You didn't know that? No. Really? No, I think I... He was number one for a very long time. Only once uh, Paul Jones got there, that's only... Hmm. Didn't pay attention before then, I think. Or Richard, maybe? Yeah, Richard has been there. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, so PJ was there? Yeah. Okay. I think Eddie's gone through a sort of similar thing as 
as you, Mark, where he's just fed up with the amount of effort that's required to stay on top. Yeah. And, yeah. Prefer to play for fun. Very much uh, at a high level that's, you know, could could easily be number one, but just putting in all the effort is too much. Yeah. To that point, I'm definitely not at Eddie's level yeah, by yeah. any means. I mean, Eddie, there's a couple of people in Australia that are just on another level. Mm. Eddie's one of them. Mm. Richard Rhodes is one of them. Mm. Um, when they step up to a machine, they can play for a godlike amount of time. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. Mm. There's something with those guys that, I don't know, they their blood has pinball in it or mm. something. I don't know. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm definitely not at that level. I'll never by forget. By no means. Yeah. I'll never forget um, a game Eddie played, one of the games I recorded at Wild Ball on Metallica. And he just was going for ages. And he mm-hmm. played all these different modes mm-hmm. that I'd never seen before mm-hmm. and just had this ridiculous score. He got this massive jackpot and everyone was cheering and stuff. And um, they were like, it was a really big jackpot. And so everyone was like, wow, you know, like it was huge. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, you know how the game has those call outs when you have really big jackpots? Yeah. It had one of those, but it seemed to be delayed for some reason. And everyone had like cheered and then, you know, it was over and they're quieted down. And then all of a sudden you hear Robert from Metallica go, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then everyone just started laughing. It was just, it was just so on point, you know. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Now, in the previous Wild Ball round that I did go to, we were playing um, Pirates of the Caribbean, the old Pirates of the Caribbean, the stern one. And Eddie was, was playing that. And he must have literally been playing that game for about 30 minutes or, or more. Mm. And it, it, it literally delayed the entire night. So um, my group, which didn't have Eddie in it, and two others, I think, were waiting for that one machine mm. just because he played it for so long. <laughs> and in that game that he played it for so long, he got some ridiculous score that eventually the the tournament organiser, Cardini, had Mm. to just tap him on the shoulder and say, look, you've won this. No one's (laughs) going to get anywhere near this. Just drop the game. Just drop the game and leave it. And and he did. Yeah. Um, Because, yeah, he's just that sort of player. Wow. Just ridiculous. (laughs) That's um, that's pretty big to to be... For someone like Cardini too, I think, who's very like along the rules you know Mm. like there's always a chance that someone might you know it's not over till the fat lady sings Mm. um someone could do it and Mm. it it happens yep but to to have the confidence to go look no one's gonna do that no just yeah yeah because that's a big responsibility to take that on because if someone was to beat that score Mm. what happens then there's Mm. no rules to Mm. cover that kind of occurrence you know (laughs) <laughs> in a competition. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, definitely. Mm.
Alrighty, so what has everyone else been doing? Should I go next or... Yeah, if you want to. Yeah. So I haven't really been playing much. Um, most of my time in gaming has been spent um, repairs, repairing mm. stuff, fixing stuff. Uh, Fisting a bunch of wires. A fist, yes, fistful of that, wires. That's, a one way, that's one way to describe it. <laughs> um, but first of all, my outrun was uh, down for quite a while mm-hmm. and not because it was you couldn't play it but um it had a uh the background graphics were all scrambled and so i sent it off to the uk um retro clinic over in the uk mark um he specializes in outrun boards as well as a lot of sega mm-hmm. uh, pcbs so, so I sent it over to him, and obviously this takes time because it's another country, and mm. then he has to repair it and send it back. Mm. Um, so he had it for a while, he repaired it. It turned out to be one of the ROMs, like a tile set graphic issue or mm. something or other. He sent it back, installed it. It's all working perfect now. It's working perfectly fine, so that's great. Awesome. Um, the other thing which you alluded to, John... Um, a fistful of wires. <laughs> uh, the jammer harness on my Mortal Kombat cab. It's been an issue for a while. Um, it's it's a really old jammer harness. Mm. The connector, all of the like the metal teeth that grab onto the the um, what do you call it? Like the what do you call it? <laughs> Edge connector. What? Edge connector. You know how mm. it's got those metal lines, paths, things that the teeth connect the onto. Contacts? Contacts. Right. That's a perfect yeah, word okay. for it. <laughs> um, yeah, the teeth on the connector were so worn away and separated that it wasn't really grabbing onto those mm-hmm. um, bits properly. Mm. So I was having all sorts of issues. Like mm. Sometimes I'd turn the machine on and the, the PCB wouldn't boot. Sometimes I'd turn it on, there would be no sound. Mm. Sometimes I'd turn it on and you couldn't add credits. Mm. So just various pieces of that connector just Mm. weren't connecting Mm. well enough. Mm. And this has been an issue since I bought that cab. I mean... So just a quick question about that. Yep. The voltage for... Oh, no, it's all just signal, isn't it? There's no actual power going through those. No, there is. Oh, there is? Yeah, there's 5 volts going to the the PCBs. Okay, right. Um, but yeah, so that's been an issue since I got that cab and I've restored that cab, mm. uh, externally. Mm. So initially I bought that. It's an LAI, LAI, uh, cab, original cab, mm-hmm. Mortal Kombat cab, but it, it had been rethemed into some sort of generic Capcom thing. Mm. Um, oh yeah, that's right. I remember the photos. Yeah. Yeah. And it looked pretty ugly. Yeah. Um, so I looked like a five-year-old done it. <laughs> <laughs> I've so got some Capcom stickers. <laughs> yeah, pretty yeah. much. <laughs> yeah, so I removed all of those. I bought new, you know, side decals, original Mortal Kombat side decals, and um, the marquee and all of that, and it looks beautiful. But the insides were always still, you know, what it was when I bought it, which was pretty garbage. Mm. So for a long time, actually. When I bought it, the guy who sold it to me gave me a replacement jammer harness. Oh. Um, so, you know, he knew that the jammer harness that was in there was garbage. Mm. And But I just 
kept going along with it because I just didn't think I didn't want to go down the path of replacing a jammer harness because it's it's a pain in the ass. There's just wires going everywhere. Is there actually soldering involved, or is it just they're all clips, no, aren't they? It's all connectors. Yeah. And, I mean, uh, depending on what you want to do, and probably required in some respects is splicing mm. into wires and connectors, mm. like particularly for the um, the monitor chassis. Mm. It has a particular connector under the under the monitor monitor chassis. Mm. And you can get jammer harnesses that have the wrong connector. Mm-hmm. So you want to sort of snip those wires and then splice them into the the wires that go to the actual connector that mm. you need. Mm. So there's splicing involved. And if you want to do it properly, you probably do want to uh, tin the wire, mm. which is when you you cut the wire, you... Um, what do you call it when you... Strip. Strip. <laughs> Lacking words right now. <laughs> when you strip the outer wire back and you've just got the metal wire in between, when you start twisting both those wires together, mm. the connector and the, the wire that you're you know, splicing in, you probably want to tin it. Mm. So you get your solder, soldering iron, you get your solder, you get some solder on the soldering iron, and then you sort of you know, sploosh some solder onto the wire mm. as you're splicing it in mm. just to really make that connection uh, connect properly mm. but I just did it the dodgy way I just sort of twisted them in there then got some um, heat shrink um, plastic stuff mm. and yeah just uh, connected it that way and that worked fine mm. it's all good but yeah if you want to do it properly you probably want to do some soldering stuff mm. but there's a lot of wires mm-hmm. a shitload of wires mm. so I just never really wanted to just go down that path until it was to the point where I needed to. It doesn't seem like there... You'll have to enlighten me on the wires because mm-hmm. isn't it... Is it just like RGB sound and then controller and then like power from the main power? That's pretty much it. Okay. But you've got... I guess there's two controllers with like... Is it an eight-way stick? Okay, so that's eight well, wires. Well, it's, it's four plus six. switches though. Oh, okay. So you've got you got power. So you've mm. got ground, field ground, plus five volts, minus five volts, uh, plus twelve volts. Mm. That's five. Mm. Then you've got controllers. So you've got uh, one button, two button, three button, four button, mm. plus player two. So that's another four. Mm. Then you've got the four-way switches on the joysticks. Mm. Then you've got ground connector for all of those. So that's eight plus eight. Mm. So that's, yeah, 16 mm. plus the grounds. Then you've got the monitor. And the monitor has red, green, blue, and sync. Mm. Then you've got uh, coin switch one and two, slam tilt, uh, test... Then you've got speakers. There's two speaker wires plus ground. Mm. Then you've got um, the marquee power mm-hmm. plus the power for the coin switches. I think that might be it. Is that it? I'm looking over at Matt. 
He probably doesn't <laughs> I really know. know. That, sound, that <laughs> sounds comprehensive. There's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot. Hmm. Um, and you also, you, you're not just doing this casually. Hmm. You're not just throwing things together and then going, oh, this wire, this wire, this wire, this wire. You want to trace every one of those from each of the teeth on the connector to where you want to go because you don't want to get something wrong and then blow up your PCB. Mm. And I think the chances of blowing up the PCB are pretty slim. Mm. I think the only way you can do that is if you get a, a ground and a power wire back to front. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, you, you just want to make sure you do it properly. Mm. Otherwise, you've got a nightmare of trying to work out where things are going and what's going wrong. And um, and also, I guess, over to the to the monitor chassis, you want to make sure those are right. Because if you get those wrong, maybe you can do something to the monitor chassis. Maybe that will blow up. I mm. don't know. Yeah. But either way, it's it's not a small deal. Mm. It requires a bit of work. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I connected it all up. Um, and thankfully, it, it all works pretty much okay. <coughs> I do have an ongoing issue oh. where it seems to stop supplying five volts to the board randomly Hmm. i actually think it's the power supply right um but i haven't looked too deeply into that just yet Mm. but uh i the whole the the reason why i've gone down this path is because the sound stopped working entirely in my ghouls and ghosts board Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i thought okay it's time to finally change out this jammer harness (laughs) because it's just giving me nightmares Mm. And I did replace it all, connected all the boards up. It works, but there's still no sound. Oh. So I realized the actual sound on my Ghouls and Ghosts board is dead. Oh. Yeah. And these boards are hard to come by, and they're expensive. Ah. Oh. But I just happened to own two of them. So, <laughs> so I replaced... Yeah, I put in the secondary one. There's another story to that. I mean, I've got... Mm. Bits and pieces from both boards that are working and not working, and I've had to change things around to get one complete board set that is working. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, getting swapping things around. So I've got a board set that's working with the sound. All the ROMs are working with the cab, and it's 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 fine now. Mm-hmm. Besides this five volt issue that I'm going to be monitoring ongoing. Um, but yeah, that was a that was an adventure. Mm-hmm. But it seems to be mostly working, mostly. <laughs> but yeah, that's really what I've been doing, mm. and that took a while. That took two weekends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Mm. Mm. It seems like, yeah, like you said, it doesn't seem like a big deal. A bunch of wires. Yeah. But uh, there's a fair bit going on, mm. and my arcade is just it's hard to move around in my arcade at the moment because there's, you know, there's wires everywhere, there's tools everywhere. Um, but, yeah. Mm-hmm. It does sound like the kind of job that I go, oh, yeah, I can do this, and then, you know, be there at, like, mm-hmm. 11 o'clock at night, go, still working on it, going, ah, oh, mm-hmm. where's this one go? Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, now that one's not working. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, mm. and it's one of those jobs where I start it and think, 
uh, I'm probably never going to finish this because this is going to take too much time. But then you get a certain point into it and then you just power through it and you end up finishing it and then you go, I can't believe I spent that amount of time doing this thing. <laughs> but at least it's done. Mm. So, mm. That's been my last couple of weekends in gaming. A jammer harness. Mm. Playing with wires. Mm. The tips of my fingers are still sore from twisting two wires together. Hmm. Yeah. You wouldn't think that that's the case, but that's the case. <laughs> yeah, it depends on the wires. Yeah. Power wires in particular. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. A bit thicker than others. Mm. Cool. That's me. As I briefly mentioned to you guys before, I've got a PS4 now. Yeah. When did you get that? Um, this happened because my dad wanted to get a PS4 Pro, and he hmm. already had a PS4, because he wanted 4K. So you got a hand-me-down. Yeah, I got a hand-me-down, hmm. um, and I'm helping him with his website for his drums, so it's almost like payment for that. Right. Uh, is there actually coding involved in this website, or is it kind no. of like the Squarespace sort of drag a, and drop? It is sort a Squarespace one. Oh, there you go. Yep. Hmm. I actually like Squarespace. Yeah. Game the system is on Squarespace. Well, our yeah Panzani Percussion website has always been on Squarespace for a really long time, hmm. uh, and it was a bit annoying before, and it's a lot better now. Hmm. So originally, when I built the website. There's a lot of limitations to it that meant it had to be a certain way. Mm -hmm. And it was left as it was for a really, really long time. And mm -hmm. it needs an update now. Um, and it's way better now. Um, right. But there's not much on it at the moment. But we'll slowly be building content over time. Anyway, that's like a whole different thing. Yep. That's got nothing to do with games. <laughs> um <clears throat> But yeah, he gave me his PS4, his old PS4, hmm. and a heap of games, so there's lots of games there to play, which I haven't touched many of them because, you know... Oh, he gave you a bunch of games. Yeah, well, he's like... Oh, wow. He's, well, he's had a PS4 since, basically, since they've been out, hmm. and he bought games, and he doesn't really trade in games, mm -hmm. and so he's just played them, and then they just sit there, so... He gave me all the games that he is done playing. Oh, wow. Um, How many games? Oh, probably about 15 or something. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. There's a lot of games. <laughs> That's from a zero collection to a quite a good collection. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I've got more PS4 games than Switch games now. Hmm. <laughs> um, and you got a real modern console. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Sorry, that's a bit of a controversial it's thing bizarre. to say. <laughs> um, so tell me some of these games. Well, as 
Okay, so one of the reasons I wanted a PS4 was because I found out... So I've been wanting to play Castlevania Symphony of the Night, Mm -hmm. uh, but to buy it on PS1 in Australia, you know, you're looking at like $200, $300. Yeah. And so I was thinking maybe I should get one of those PSIO things, which you can get now. It's a PSIO. So a PSIO is one of those... It's a little cartridge you can plug into the expansion slot of one of... You have to have one of the PS1s that have that expansion slot, which not all of them do. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like an action replay for PS1, if you've ever seen one of those. Mm-hmm. And basically, it's kind of like a mod chip in a cartridge. So it allows you to play backups and, and um, overseas right. games. Hmm. So that would be... Oh, I think you can also put an SD card into it, I think but I'd have to double-check that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, that would allow me to play that without spending hundreds of dollars. Mm. So I was looking at that, and I'd still like to do that because it would be a good way to have access to more of the PS1 library. Mm. Um, but in the meantime, I found out that Konami had released a digital collection of Castlevania Symphony of the Night and Rondo of Blood. Yeah on the PSN store mm-hmm. for $25. And so, yeah, if I had a PS4, I could play it. Now I have a PS4, so nice. I bought that. Nice. So I started playing Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Rondo of Blood is the better game, but... Really? A lot of people would disagree with that. I'd never even heard of it. Until mm. I saw this collection. Right. Um, I don't know the Castlevania series very well. There's lots of games in the series. Yeah. But I know Symphony of the Night is one of the iconic ones. Mm. Uh, and that's it's part probably of the most popular Castlevania ever. Yeah. So yeah. that's part of the reason I wanted to play it. Um, and I haven't got to play it as much as I'd like. So I got it just before my birthday. So it's been a while now. Uh, but then I got some other games for my birthday and stuff, so it's kind of derailed that mm-hmm. that for the moment. But um, I can definitely see why people like it. Um, the animations are really nice. Mm. Um, the only thing that's it's funny is that it seems like they've just taken the PlayStation version. They haven't done anything to it. They just slapped it on there, and it's still 4x3. You right. know, it comes with like a little background image. I think there's some choices of black background image. Hmm. I just made it black because it's retarded. Like it just takes away from the yeah the the gameplay. Yeah. Um, why would I do that? Hmm. Anyway, um, yeah. So I've been enjoying that. I like the scale of enemies in that I feel like it's something that it feels like it's a lost style of game um, you know you come across all these different kinds of enemies and it's almost like there's lots of mini bosses mm. they all have different types of attacks and yeah. like there's big plants that you fired and, yeah. and, and they have different drops and stuff yeah. like that mm. Yeah. so I'm not like I only basically I've, I've come across like the first shop so I'm, I'd imagine very very small amount into the game, hmm. but, and it's just starting to really open up. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but yeah, enjoying it so far. Yeah, it's 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 a really good game. I mm. mean, I was never much into the Igavanias, um, mm-hmm. which is his style, the the sort of RPG, mm. Metroidvania style mm. Castlevanias. But Symphony of the Night was good, mm-hmm. and the whole idea of um, how much do you know about Symphony of the Night? I don't know if I should spoil uh, this or not. I know nothing except what I played, basically. Like I've oh, deliberately so you haven't watched speedruns or deliberately not watched so that okay. I can so experience I won't say the game. Then. Okay, yeah, because the big, the big thing about that game, which is not a big thing anymore because so many other games do it, mm. um, was really mind blowing at the time. Okay, it was something that is it like character switching or no? Okay, no, no, no. Um, so you could look forward to that. Cool. <laughs> is it Dracula throwing a glass of wine on the ground slash blood? No, but that was cool too. Okay. Yeah. Just checking. Yeah. <laughs> cool. What is a man? <laughs> but a miserable pile of secrets. Oh. That's what he says. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Spoilers. But that's not the spoiler <laughs> that's right, the that I was talking anyway. about. <laughs> No, it's a good game. And Rondo of Blood is also a good game. Ah, oh, you mean I have to play that too? Yes, definitely. God, it's where a better am I going to find the time? <laughs> so connected to that is that I also started playing Horizon Zero Dawn because I got that for my birthday. How does that connect to Castlevania? Because I don't have time to play that either, but I am apparently. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> so now I've currently got Breath of the Wild going. You still haven't finished that? No. You've had that for God knows how long. I've had it for a really long time. Yes. Yep. Almost as long as I've had Resident Evil 7. (laughs) And I haven't finished that either. Actually, that reminds me. I've got Resident Evil 2 going. You still haven't finished that? Well, I finished the first A game, the first side, and then you've got to do the B game after that. That's fair enough. So I'm halfway through B game. That's somewhat respectable. No, you've got to do B. Hmm. In my opinion. Right. That's my bar. Right. Was was I talking to you? I know I was talking to Ben about this. My which Ben? Double N Ben. Right. Um, how I've just set like not an arbitrary bar, but I I decide what is finished or slash completed to me, and right. then that's what I go for. <laughs> I mm. was talking to him about it because it was connected to his research, where he was talking about um how people choose to either play or some people choose to play games that with no ending and some people play mm-hmm. games with an ending mm-hmm. and how that's changing gaming and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I was telling him how I'm specifically trying to finish all the games that I have because I feel like I need... that. That's how I, within myself, know I've got the value out of the game if we're going to finish it. Well, That's an ambition and a half. It, it is, and I know I'll never be able to actually do that for all the games you that could, I own. If you had a lot of time. Yeah, it's almost like feeling okay about spending the money on it because I know I've got my value by actually playing the game. Hmm. And if I, if I don't want to play it enough to really play it through all the way to the end, maybe I should just move it on or something hmm. or not own it. <laughs> hmm. Um yeah, that's that's because I was saying to him we should add a like finished like a completed slash finished column to our Sega collection. Um, ah, right. 
um, list. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I knew you wouldn't be into that idea, no. but um, no. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just wanted to keep track of of the games that I've actually finished, which the percentage is like dismally small. Hmm. Um, I used to do that a long time ago. Mm. I've still got uh, books. It like kind of sounds exercise books full of scores and you know i completed mm. this game on mm. one credit or i completed this game on one credit on one man mm. and how many characters i'd finished the game with mm. Mm. after a while uh i just didn't see the point because there's so many games mm. and i don't think you need to finish a game to find the value in it yeah i mean that might be true as well yeah i think that's that is potentially true and so I suppose that's not the only reason. Part of the reason is just for the challenge of it. Mm. Um, and also I think that I like to believe that every that the games that I bought, I bought because I enjoy them and I enjoy them enough to play them all the way through to the end. Mm. So that's my whole like philosophy of buying the games that I have is that I am, as I've said before to you guys, like curating a collection of games that I believe are good games. Yeah. And in a way, the bar is like they're good enough for me to want to spend enough time to finish them. Hmm. Um, I mean, the main problem at the moment being that I don't actually have enough time physically to actually finish all the games that I have. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think that's cool. Hmm. But that's definitely not how I approach hmm. Uh, gaming for me. Mm. I mean, I'm a collector mm. and I have a lot of really shit games. <laughs> like, really bad games. Yeah. I wouldn't even want to play them, let alone finish them. <laughs> and yet, I still want to own them because yeah. they're a part of history. Yeah. You know, part of this whole thing called gaming that I love. Mm. So, yeah. I don't think games have to be good in order to appreciate them. Yeah. Like, and yeah, but but I can completely mm. understand where you're coming from. I think that's a that's a cool way to approach it. Mm. It's just not the way I approach yeah. it. That's all. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I mean, again, it's it is kind of like I don't know if an ideology is a good way to think about it. Mm. It's it's very loosey goosey. It's not like I've said these are the rules and I'm sticking to it because mm. I definitely have some games that aren't that great. Um, Mario Ball, and that <laughs> I'm determined to finish that game. <laughs> yeah, I reckon you need to go get the Twin Galaxies world record score <laughs> on Mario Ball. Well, you need to do it. I'll finish it first, and then we'll see how we go from there. Okay. So, mm. yeah. Um, anyway, what else um, on PS4? <clears throat> um, you got 15 games. I want to hear them. Oh, oh I don't even know what they all are. Oh, there's okay. some Uncharted games. There's okay. I got Wipeout. I've never played any Uncharted game, but I've heard they're really good. Yeah, I played the first one. Hmm. Yeah, I don't see. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Oh, this is the most amount of noises I've ever heard John make about <laughs> a game. <laughs> that must okay. mean you're very uncertain about it. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. Wipeout. Yeah, I got Wipeout. Does it Wipeout on PS4? Yeah, I think it's the same one that was on PS3. I think it's the same game. They just made like a collection. Okay. Yep. Um, Any of the Dark Souls series? No. 
Bloodborne. See, they're not the kind of games that my dad would buy. Okay. Yeah. What's the sort of games that your dad's into? Um, he likes racing games, and okay. he's he bought this game called Knack, which is like a 3D platformer, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. which he yeah. really likes, mm-hmm. um, which I've not played, but he likes it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got Tekken 7 and Mortal Kombat 10 there, hmm. which is cool. It's kind of also weird because... I don't think he's into playing them that much, hmm. but he might have just bought them for the family to play. I don't know. You Maybe. bought MK10 for the family to play? Well, this is a grown-up <laughs> family. There's oh, no okay. like right. children in say. the family anymore, even though there's people that still live in the house. Right. <laughs> there's adults hmm. that just hang around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and rip each other's spines out. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. As families do. <laughs> um, yeah, so Yes What else? Okay. Uh, I think Drive Club is Might be uh, one of yeah, them okay. mm-hmm. um, Anything in that 15 games that you feel like you need to play? Um, that's a really good question There's nothing like a glinting light in the distance that you're just dying to get your teeth into um i wouldn't say no not at this stage i mean wipeout but actually i bought wipeout Hmm. um because they uh, eb had like a cheap steel case version i'm guessing because it's quite old now Hmm. and i like wipeout um yeah okay i mean the reason i wanted ps4 was yeah castlevania Mm -hmm. horizon zero dawn Mm mm-hmm Maybe The Witcher, mm-hmm. but that's not one of his games. Yeah, that's pretty much it. This is okay. the reason why I didn't have a PS4 before, because there's not much Yeah, that's there. That and a lot of other stuff you can play on PC anyway. Yeah, and yeah. I've got a decent PC now, because I upgraded it not too long ago. Uh, Street and then Fighter Five. No. Mm. Uh, do you have that? Yeah. On PS4? Yeah. Oh, maybe we could do some online if I buy it, if I see it cheap. No, I don't play online. Oh, you don't play online? No. Never mind. I've done a lot of that. I'd need a flight in my past anyway. And I just don't... I, I couldn't even force myself to be interested in mm. playing online anymore. Fair enough. So what did you even do with it when it came out? Because it didn't have arcade mode. That's a really good question. <laughs> you didn't play it? No, I did play it. Uh... I was angry about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, There's lots of training modes, Mm. practice combos against AI and things like that. Mm. Um, But it wasn't too long after I bought it that they released the the story mode, Mm -hmm. which was okay-ish. Okay. But, yeah. Did you have to pay for that? No. No, it was just an update. Okay. But, yeah, that that was a big problem with street fighter 5 for someone like me who just i buy fighting games to play through the story mode Mm. and and that's why mortal kombat's so good i just had the story modes are so great it's so good mk9 was amazing yep yeah i loved mortal kombat 9 that was the beginning of brianna's love for mortal kombat also (laughs) (laughs) which is so bizarre to say (laughs) it's cool yeah but i just wouldn't expect it yeah i don't know I don't know how that happened, but it did. Um, what was I going to say? I just had this funny thought when you were talking about the story mode for Street Fighter. 
<laughs> Imagine if they were like, oh, they're really not happy that we don't have an arcade mode. We need a story mode. What can we do? Let's get the story mode from the movie and just copy it, <laughs> put it into the game. <laughs> Imagine if it was the exact same story. Hmm. That'd be funny. Hmm. <laughs> like the uh, Street Fighter game from the movie. Mm. The Street Which Fighter, there was. the movie, the game. Yes. Yeah. Which actually has aged pretty well. I've heard it's not that bad. Oh, the game's bad. Oh, really? But it doesn't look as bad as what you'd probably think it would look like. <laughs> well, it's really hard when our um, judgment is tainted by, like, a really bad movie and... Mm. Yeah. But you've got um, Kylie Minogue in a cami suit. Mm. That's, that's not terrible. You do terrible. have that. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> anyway... Yeah, so I've been playing Horizon Zero Dawn also. Remind that. me what sort of game that is. Um, it's one of those games that has that completely generic title mm. where I just can never remember what sort of game it is. So it's kind of like, okay, I'm sure people are going to be really annoyed with my description, but almost like Skyrim in like a post... It's like a post-post-apocalyptic world or almost... no. It's it's like a future world, post-apocalyptic. So, like a Star Trek world. It's no okay. So, it's like utopian. So they're all like yeah. tribal, mm-hmm. um, and then, but it's in this post-apocalyptic world, which is more advanced than where we are now. Yeah. So there's lots of machines, and there's like animals that are machines. So. A lot of there's, there's normal animals, yeah. but then there's also like animals that are actually machines. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and they basically just treat them like animals. Yeah. Um, and they don't understand how they work or anything. They, they just think that they're just like other animals. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the whole thing with the beginning of the story, which I don't think is really giving too much away because I haven't played through much, but. It's been out for a while, too. Yeah, it's been out for a really long time. So the main character is this woman who is, like, exiled from her tribe, and she's sent to basically live with this other guy who's exiled, and he's kind of like a surrogate father um, to her. Mm-hmm. Anyway, she gets lost one day, and she um, gets lost in, like... I think they call them, like, the metal caves or something. Basically, they're, like, buried buildings and there's all these technology in there i think it's it's almost like a subway or something Mm -hmm. and she finds in trying to get out she finds like dead bodies and stuff and one of them has this little like triangular shaped metal thing and she figures out like if she sticks it to her head it's like an ar like an augmented reality device Hmm. And it gives her all this information about what's around her and stuff. And all of a sudden, she can, like, interact with the technology so she can open doors and stuff in that underground area. Hmm. Um, Anyway, they're forbidden to go into those areas, like her tribe is forbidden to go into there. So she, the guy, her surrogate dad, like, rescues her out and then she's not allowed to go back in there. So she never really goes back. Mm -hmm. Um, But she has this device now which has, like, databases of information so she can look at things and see what they are. So she starts to understand that the robotic animals are not, like, normal animals. And she can see um, 
they have like plotted out paths that they follow and stuff. Hmm. Um, so it's like she's got this extra like insight into their behavior. Yeah, I don't think she she doesn't completely understand what they are, but she just knows that she can she knows more about them than anyone else mm-hmm. um, because she has this thing. And yeah, anyway, I think she grows up and she has it like for her, her life as she's growing up. Um, and she's training to do this. There's like this test for the soldiers in the tribe. And if they pass the test, they become one of the soldiers in the tribe. And it, the test is open to anybody. So as an exile, she can, it's kind of a way of her to get back in involved with the tribe. Cause if she can pass the test and become a soldier, she'll be allowed to join the tribe again, essentially. And so she trains her whole life to, for this test. So she becomes like, you know, basically not like a super soldier, but she's, she's trained, you know, her whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, they fight with bows and arrows and stuff. And so you're fighting like these machine animals with bows and arrows, but with her little um, insight thing, she can see where their weaknesses are and mm. that sort of thing. Um, so yeah, that's basically what the game is and it's open world and... Um, Sounds kind of cool. Mm. I mean, oftentimes they'll try and find a way to uh, implement a UI into a storyline. Mm. And it sounds like they've done that whilst also showing how other things within the world don't have that understanding. Mm. And so why there's that separation. Mm. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's very story-driven. And, and I think, yeah, that there is a sense of in, intrigue and mystery because she's got this thing, but she doesn't really understand exactly what it is. Um, but she's almost attached to it in a way where she's used to having it and she doesn't really want to be without it. Hmm. Um, yeah. So without telling too much of what happens in the story, it's, uh, yeah, it's good so far. And the, I think the other thing about it, like it was rated really highly when it hmm. came out. I think it was an early um, game that had really very realistic, like, facial, um, not so much animations, but, like, visuals, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like, the people's faces look very, very real hmm. in it. Um, and But the funny thing is now, by the standards now, even though it hasn't been that long, I don't know how old it is. I'd have to look at it, but... Like, when you look at Resident Evil 2 now, it's got even better, I think. So, in terms of the faces looking realistic, I think it's the same sort of level, but the animations in Resident Evil, I think, are a lot better. Um, Hmm. The way they talk and stuff is a lot more realistic. So, yeah, one thing I found about Horizon Zero Dawn is that the animations of them talking is a bit off. Like, it's not Hmm. that great. And maybe that's because I'm used to, like, this like Resident Evil like a later you know level mm-hmm. it looks really nice but yeah I think the animations are not fully there anyway mm-hmm. but that's, so what what sort of game is it uh, it's obviously mm. not a shooter no it's like a story driven quest kind of game like mm-hmm. a single player experience so you don't kill things, you're just sort of exploring the world? And um, no, you do fight, like, you fight the machines and, yeah, other things. 
Hmm. Um, but mostly machines. And yeah, you have like a bow and arrow, so you are shooting, but it's like over the shoulder kind of hmm. thing. Um, right. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's different. And this is on the PS4? Yeah, it's a PS4 yeah. game, yeah. Yeah, so that's one game that is yeah, that exclusive people, to the PS4? Yeah, people love okay. people love the game and it's always been on my radar, but I've never been able to play it cuz I never had a PS4. Mm. And so I always thought if I get one, like oh, that's the game I'm going to get. Mm-hmm. And Witcher was another one, but now Witcher is on PC as well, so I could yeah. play it on PC. Yeah. But that's another game that, like, geez, am I going to start that too? No, mm-hmm. not right mm-hmm. now. Maybe, maybe one day. Yeah. <laughs> when it's retro, maybe I'll play it. <laughs> mm-hmm. By the time I get to it, it probably will be. Yeah, and then you start thinking, should I go back and play the other Witcher games first? <laughs> mm. <laughs> like today, I was looking at Legacy of Cain. Like, oh, I should play the first Legacy of Cain game. <laughs> That's on PS1 and right. PC. Hmm. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> that does sound good, though. Yeah. Mm. Oh, definitely a quality game. I'm looking forward to to it. I think the narrative in it is a big, big part of the game, and hmm. I've really only scratched the surface of that. Mm-hmm. So I think, the and the world, too, I'm sure... You know, it's about to get bigger. Hmm. Hmm. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else on your PS4 front? Um, no, that's pretty much it for PS4. Okay. That's all I've been doing, all I've had time for. So time is a problem. Yeah, well, yeah, mm. there's so many other things going on. Uh, mm. Mm. I completely agree. <laughs> I mean, like I said, I haven't really played any games for, I don't know, it feels like three or four weeks now. Yeah. I mean, besides the odd thing here and there, obviously, you know, you, you play a pinball machine or or I, you know, Outrun's fixed now, so I play Outrun a couple of times, but mm-hmm. then there's other things to do, like fixing things. And, mm. But that's, that's part of the fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, keeping things going. So is that it? Mm. talk about streets of rage oh yes streets of rage (laughs) why don't you talk about streets of rage well yeah so i've decided well i thought hey would it be a good idea uh well i was thinking about world of records world of records world records world of records yes what kind of world record can i go for and you didn't want to be a bearded all-rounder for the rest of your life yeah how can i shed my bearded all-rounder status Hmm. Can I? Should I shave the beard? Hell no. No. I should. You don't want to do that. Get a world record. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought, what can I get a world record in? And then I thought, I have to choose a game that I'm really familiar with already mm-hmm. and that I really love. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, Streets of Rage 2. 
Uh, and I was a looking, pretty good game. I was looking at world record stuff. And Twin that, galaxies or speedruns? Um, well, I was at first I was looking at scores. Uh-huh. And it's a game that maxes out on scores. Yeah, I'd assume so, it would. Yeah, so it's 999,999 points. And it, you don't need to do, like, funny things like you do with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles because it doesn't roll. Yeah. It just maxes out. Oh, um, so it stops. Yeah. Uh, but um, I haven't looked too much into how you achieve that. Um, but I've kind of decided to go more towards speed running because I think I would like to do something where even though I don't expect to actually reach the top level I would do something where definitively there is one top score mm-hmm. um, rather than being on a level top score with everyone else mm. so yeah so I'm looking at speed running also because I think when you're speed running, it doesn't take as long to play the game. Yeah, that's right. Um, you're trying to complete it as fast as possible. Yeah. And I think when I started looking at it, it appealed to me even more because there's a bit of, I suppose, I don't know, there's a bit of an art to it, I think. Mm. Um, there's some variability on how it can be done. It's not like a lot of other games in speed running where it's like, this is the fastest route that you can take and... Um, I know there is some variability in most games, but there seems to be quite a bit of variability in this game um, because the AI can be unpredictable. And so... So you mean randomness? Yeah, so, well, Mm. randomness, but then it's also about how you deal with that randomness in the moment. Like, Mm -hmm. so the guys that you're fighting, you know, behave in certain ways and it's all AI, but... I think that because you can have so many people on screen at a certain time, it can be difficult to get the AI to behave in always a consistent mm-hmm. way. Yep. Um, so then it becomes about being able to react to whatever they are doing. Mm. Um, and you have a variety of moves at your disposable and it's using the right moves at the right time to inflict the most damage on the most amount of people at the same time. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the max character seems to be the best choice. He does the most damage and his mobility is really good. And Mm. that's because I guess there's, he has moves that make him mobile to make up for the fact that he's actually really slow walking around. Um, so vertically, vertically his mobility or in the depth axis of the game, his mobility isn't that great because he can only walk up and down. But left and right, he's got a slide, which is his, like, forward-forward attack move. Mm-hmm. He does his slide. And then his, um, like, forward and special is the thunder tackle, which he moves very quickly across the screen. Mm-hmm. Um, so those two moves really help him move around really quickly. And his, some of his throws do a ridiculous amount of damage. And his highest damage move is actually... It's like a headlock. So when you grab them, you just do a neutral attack. And that's when he starts doing that, like, you know, like he's moving his elbow and it's like, and it does a lot of damage. The only bad thing about that move is you can be interrupted. So someone can just walk up behind you and punch you, which (laughs) sometimes it's quite funny to watch because those little guys, 
you know, um, the little henchmen that you get a lot in that game, you know, you'll be holding the boss going, <laughs> and the little guy's there and he's like coming up and down and getting close to you and then moving away. They're like really hesitant. And then <laughs> you're just watching him going, don't you punch me, don't you punch me. And then he'll go and hit you. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's kind of funny when that happens. But yeah, so um, basically I just started watching a lot of videos to learn about. Have you watched some speedruns? Speed run yeah, yeah. I've okay, watched, cool. Yeah, I've watched. So there's... I think I've seen one speedrun of it um, at a GDQ before. Hmm. Yeah. There was one really recently. There seems to be two main guys that do it. Um, the recent one is this guy, um, Anthropants, mm-hmm. self-proclaimed best Streets of Rage 2 player in the world. Oh. Seems to be going for a bit of a Billy Mitchell style. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yep. Um, <laughs> um, and does, he, he, does, he, does he give himself like a, a name? You know, you've got the King of Kong. Oh, the, best, he like the, the best Streets of Rage player in the world. Oh, no, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> um, so he, um, but he plays on Mania. So he does Mania speedruns, which is like really, really high difficulty. Right. I think, I don't even know how you even get to Mania difficulty. You must have to input a command, like hmm. a cheat code to set it onto Mania difficulty. No, oh, okay. Because <coughs> I know it is in the options, but it's not in the options when you just turn on the game. You have to do something to make it mm. come up. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's the hardest. There's hard, there's obviously easy, normal, hard, and hardest, and then So, what's Mania. the fastest? The fastest speed? I mm. mean, getting through the game, as in oh. he's playing easy the fastest he's um, playing hard the fastest I mean I could look yeah. I could go on speedrun.com and look I would imagine easy would definitely be the fastest because I think one of the things is that the enemies have less health but I haven't actually specifically looked into it I was kind of playing on normal um, just because I wanted to I guess because <laughs> mm. I like the challenge of it I think it makes the game a bit more interesting I feel like if I go to easy it'll be too easy hmm. um, not too easy in terms of speed running but it, it might make the game a bit more boring so I'm looking at speedrun.com now hmm. and interestingly it's split by character yeah so definitely with max very easy is the fastest yeah Axel, um, very easy is still the fastest. Blaze, very easy is the fastest. So, yeah, I think very easy is the definitely the fastest. Mm. And Max, What's very the, easy yeah. is the fastest overall. Is it 18 minutes? 18 minutes and 24 seconds. Right, yeah. Yep. That's what I thought. Yeah, because when I Japanese... Load- Japanese ROM. I think the world record on normal is 24 minutes, something like that. 24 minutes, 29 seconds. Yeah. Yeah, so, I don't know. Do you think I should play on easy? Uh, for me, I 
the way I think about speedrunning, and this is probably a very basic view, mm. whatever is the absolute fastest way to go through the game mm. is is what interests me mm. the mm. most. Yeah. I mean, I know a lot of people get sort of caught up in the whole, you know, uh, you, you play glitchless, mm. um, you play a certain character, you play the hardest difficulty level, mm. these sort of things. Mm. What really fascinates me is just how fast you can mm. go through the game mm. and, and just break it. Mm. It makes um, a lot of sense to me because, yeah, it's annoying to have to go like, oh, you did this speed with this caveat. Like, oh, mm. no, but that was normal. Oh, okay. That mm. was mania difficulty. Oh, okay. It's easier to just say 18 minutes. That's the fastest. Yeah. You know. And there, there's certainly exceptions to that rule. I mean... There's, there's a bunch of games where you can completely break them entirely mm. and finish them in like 20 seconds by forcing yeah. the game to... Like doing a glitch that forces the game to play the ending. Mm. And that kind of ruins it for everyone, right? Because mm. there's no game there anymore. Mm. You're just yeah. inputting a bunch of things and then the, the ending plays. Yeah. But as long as you've got some sort of a game there mm. that's still happening, mm. I think that's the coolest mm. thing. Just I getting through it as fast as possible. I have to have a look and see. It'd be interesting to see. I feel like it would actually be a lot different because part of it is too memorizing the spawn points of different characters and stuff. And I would imagine on the easier difficulty levels, there'd be less enemies and therefore spawn points might be slightly different. So mm. running at the different difficulty might be actually quite different. Mm. Um, although having said that, a big part of it is the bosses and knowing how to react to the bosses hmm. basically to you know um manipulate their ai yeah uh, that's really the part that i need to practice at the moment because that's the part that's really stuffing me up <laughs> hmm. it can really slow you down if you don't get them in the right spot or don't yep. react in the right way um have yeah. you one cc'd it yet uh no right okay <laughs> Well, I've been playing on normal, though. I'm sure I could on easy. I have to try, but I, I should have been able to. It's funny. I was um, I was playing it on my Mega Drive, which is PAL, obviously, mm-hmm. and then I got really, really close. I got to the last boss and then lost my first credit and then finished it on the next one. And so I think I could have... That's still very respectable. It's pretty close. Um, once you start to learn the tricks of how to react to the bosses, it's so much easier. <laughs> mm. Like that, that um, Abad, Abadi or Abad, Abad, Day. <laughs> I'm not sure how to say his name. His name is literally, li- li- literally spelt Abad, E-D, no, D-E-D-E, Abad, Abadayday. Sure. Yeah. Who's this? He's a wrestler guy and he does oh. so much damage. The ultimate warrior. It might be. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he's got like a lot of invincibility frames. Um, if you grab him and don't react straight away, he'll just like knock you away with like a special move. Um, sometimes you can be in the middle of a combo and he'll just knock you away with a special move. Um, of course, he has like an AI manipulation. He's a character that I've always had trouble with. You always lose a million lives fighting mm-hmm. him mm-hmm. properly. Mm-hmm. But when you know the AI 
it's a lot easier. <laughs> yeah. There's a certain place you can stand, like a certain distance away from him, and he'll do a particular attack, and you can just walk down a little bit and then walk up, grab him, and you have to you have to toss him like straight away, otherwise he'll do his special move. Right. Um, but yeah, that's pretty relatively easy to do consistently. Sometimes he'll hit you with the attack that he does is like a jump attack. Um, sometimes he'll hit you with it. But even if he hits you, you can still grab him and throw him. Hmm. So sometimes it's you just take the hit and you just throw him. Hmm. Uh, and that makes that fight so much easier or less costly in terms of your health. Hmm. So um, things like that make the game a lot easier to get to the end. Uh, yeah. And last night I was trying to do it. So so that was PAL I was playing on. And then last night I was trying to do it... Um, because I set up my my timer, my live split timer. Oh, yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, and this morning I went back to it and I was setting up even sub-splits so I can break down, like, all the different screens. So Because I had stages. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. And then you can have sub-splits yeah. that actually expand, like, when you're in that section. So I can be in stage one and then, like, street, and I do yep. that bit. It's so addictive, that yeah. sort of stuff. Yeah. Because, you, you know, you get addicted to shaving off just milliseconds on mm. your best times yeah. and just seeing that split come up in the gold collar which yep. they call the gold split which mm. means you know you've you've beaten your previous time right it's it's so addictive so it's that's so what that fun. means because i was wondering i was like what's the what's that yellow color yeah <laughs> i didn't i wasn't actually sure what that meant but right okay yeah gold split is your best time right through that particular area okay yeah. yeah, so that's one of the cool things it does. And it gives you, like, possible best where it adds up all yeah. the splits yeah. to give you, like, if you did your best time in one run, you would be able to do it in this amount of time, Yeah, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'll have to finish setting up the sub-splits because that gives you a better idea of where you can sa save time. Mm. So, yeah, I'll do that. Um, and... Yeah, so I started playing that on an emulator because I wanted to play the 60 hertz version because if you're going to speedrun, it's got to be 60 hertz. Otherwise, you're just slower, as you said mm. before. Mm -hmm. um, so, And that's why I need the, the Mega Drive, like US version or, or Japanese version or PAL 60 hertz modded if that's <laughs> going to work. But I'd really like to get a... Well, I don't have a Mega Drive 1 version, so it'd be cool to get a Mega Drive 1 with either Japanese or 60 hertz mod and then get like it can be the Japanese version of the game I don't mm. need the text <laughs> well funny you should say that and I have to go back to the page now because I went away from it because it was causing my computer to go mental mm. um, the best times have been done well as Genesis Japanese mm. Um, but there's a lot of Wii. Really? So the Wii version is apparently fast. Huh. Yeah. Actually, no, but most of them are Genesis. Japanese I have a Genesis. Wii now, actually. That could solve my problems. Yeah. I have the Wii. But you'd need to be able to get on the virtual console, wouldn't you? Which yeah. you can't do anymore. Ah, yeah. Yep. I don't think you can do that. Wow. Um, and just a note, um, while Max is... The fastest, 18 minutes and 24 seconds. Skate is only 10 seconds past that. 
Really? 18 minutes and 39 seconds. That's surprising. Because mm. he's the weakest in terms of damage. Interesting. There you I have go. to see if I can dig up that video. Do they link the videos on Speedrun? Yeah. Is it speedrun.com? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, all the videos are there. The other thing I need to do is actually find, usually there's like a Discord for people that are speedrunning mm. certain games, right? Yep. To see if I can join and ask people questions. Or mm. just and generally people in their little communities for running certain games, they're really happy to chat to people who are also interested mm. in running the games. Mm. At the moment, I just need more practice. Hmm. which I'll have to I'll do some save state like boss practice cuz some of those bosses are like you have to st stand in a really particular area hmm. to make them react in a certain way so that you can get them. Hmm. No, it's cool. Um yeah, excited that you're jumping on the speed run bandwagon <laughs> cuz yeah. it's a lot of fun. It's a whole new level of challenge and I was really enjoying it last night even though I was getting really frustrated cuz I was screwing up a lot. <laughs> But, uh, anyway. The thing that I've realized from speedrunning is that to do really well, you need to put in a shitload of time. Mm. And yes, you know, speedrunning is great in a casual sense because it's quicker mm. and, man, that's cool. But to really get up there in those world record times, mm. you need to put in so much time, mm. so many hours. I mean, people are playing these games professionally. 12, 18 hours a day, mm. just over and over That's insane. and over again. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I... I'm definitely not going for that. Like, I'm just going for... Just trying to do my best, I suppose, yeah. and yeah. playing a game that I love, you know. Yeah. Um, and that's why... Another reason why maybe I... Maybe... I'll have to try easy, but I might stick with normal just because maybe it might be a bit more fun. But, um, yeah... But it's definitely a game I love to play. Like, I've been playing it a lot lately and I just want to play it more. Hmm. So, mm -hmm. actually, I'd like to play Remake more as well. But anyway. Is there a speed run for Remake? Um, that's a good question. I can search. It's really, really long. <laughs> you know, one thing I noticed too, I was watching a speed run for Streets of Rage 3 and that seems to have those star power. Yeah. It does. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. I didn't know that. Yeah, like totally misjudged that game. Yeah. I think a lot of people have. So we've got Streets of Rage, Streets of Rage Game Gear, Streets of Rage 2, Streets of Rage Master System, Streets of Rage 2 Game Gear, Streets of Rage 2 Master System, Bare Knuckle 3, Streets of Rage 3. There's no Streets of Rage mm. remake. This could be your opening. <laughs> you could be the world record holder by default. There's default, no default, default, <laughs> default. There's no limit, is there? Like, they'll. There's not like they're going to say, "Oh, fan made doesn't count." No, no. Have you seen some of those ROM hacks that they've done? I don't want to be winner by default because <laughs> I'll only be winner for like two days, and someone will be like, oh, "I can beat that," and they'll just do it. Someone who's actually just have serious. To beat them again. But I don't think it'll work that way. It'll be someone that actually knows what they're doing. I'll put in like, you know, like at the moment, my runtime for normal was like 45 minutes. And if they can do it in 20, there's no way I'm going to get to 20 anytime soon. 
It's a very defeatist attitude you've got there, John. <laughs> I think it's realistic. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. <laughs> I was expecting you to go. Eh. Uh. <laughs> no, I'm a, I'm, I'm a strong believer in the people who who do things that are really hard are not necessarily those people who are the best at them, mm. but rather the people who are willing to just put in the work and do it. Mm. I mean, yeah. I've got the world record on Ghouls and Ghosts. Mm. It took me nine hours. Mm. There are a lot of people out there who can do that. Mm. But I was just the person who was willing to stand there for nine hours mm. and do it. Yeah, fair enough. So, well, just, yeah. just do it. I mean, yeah. you've got the, the will... You know, there's always going to be people out there that say, well, I can do that. Mm. Well, I can do that. What you did was, you know, nothing because I can do that. Mm. Well, do it then. Mm. Whereas you're the person who's willing to step up and just actually do it. Mm. And that accounts for a lot, I feel. Yeah. I understand what you're saying. I think going back to my um, video games as a buffet analogy... In this case, for me, I love pasta, and mm-hmm. Streets of Rage Two is like my pasta. Uh-huh. But like I don't want to eat it. Bolognese. I don't want to eat it every day. Still, yeah, yep. I have to have something else every now and again. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why I don't expect to ever be to like the world record. Mm-hmm. But I'll try. Uh, yeah, yeah. Just even getting on the board. I'm never going to stop loving pasta. No, I mean, who could? <laughs> Pasta's amazing. <laughs> it's like pizza. Pizza's mm. amazing. Yep. I'm also hungry. <laughs> All right. All right. We might have live feedback. Oh, really? Yes. Ben Benassik. <laughs> he, uh, he mentions he's just picked up the biggest haul he's ever seen. And he hasn't told us about it until now? Well, he just picked it up. I'm sure the deal took, you know, some doing. He mentioned it. The thing about doing deals is you often don't want to talk about the deal until it's done. Otherwise, you're introducing other elements that could make the deal not happen. Hmm. Fair enough. Yes. Okay. I'm looking at a video that Ben sent. Oh. Video of the largest hall. Is there Sega there? Seeing three Master Systems. No, five Master Systems. Xbox, two NESs. Is there a Japanese? More Mega Drives. I don't know what that console was, but a huge box of games. I thought he was having. I thought he had so many Mega Drives he couldn't get rid of them all. Game Boy, Atari, Super Nintendo boxed. Wow. GameCube. Yeah, there's boxes and boxes and boxes of stuff. <laughs> and is this actual feedback or is it just something he sent you? <laughs> just something he sent me. <laughs> did I get it too? Yeah. He did say, are you recording right now? And I said, yes. Um, do you want to do live feedback? And that's what he sent. So all three of us are watching this video right now. I see a CRT. On separate phones. Oh, Master System 1. Yeah. Xbox. 
couple of mini consoles. Oh, I saw some N64 Jeez, games. It's a pretty there. quick flyby. More detail, please. <laughs> oh, that's a flashback Atari. Yeah. Oh. PS3. Oh, yeah. The top loader, Super Nintendo. Mini. C64 Mini, you can throw that in yeah. the bin. <laughs> Is that a Konami logo? What are those shoes? Is that Road Rash? Or are they slippers? Oh, Final Doom. Mm, I think they're shoes. Hmm. Interesting colour. A topaz <laughs> sort of colour. <laughs> Who wears topaz oh. shoes? Anyway. Compelling podcast. Some boss. Yes. Boxed N64. So I think we're done. We're done. Yep. We're done. Yep. We're done. Thanks for listening to Game the System <laughs> podcast. If you would like to contact us, the best way to do that is on gamethesystem.co. Forums. Right? Oh. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you can also reach out to us via email at feedback at gamethesystem.co. You can reach me on Twitter at Mark's Tweet. That's at M-A-R-C-S underscore tweet. John Twitches over at twitch.tv slash Wago, H-W-A-Y-G-O. What did you Twitch recently, John? My Streets of Rage speed run, if you could call it that. I didn't actually finish the game, so I never com- <laughs> I never completed the run. It's really awkward when you don't complete a run and the time is going and the, the split time is there yeah. like, so are you done? Yeah, are and you, you have done? to press the stop button and, and just like, reset. Yeah, I guess, but I didn't. I wanted to keep my time, so I just kind of told it like, "Yeah, that's when I finished it." Oh, really? The way that oh. I've got my timer set up is you, um, you press the stop button, and then you press reset, and then it, it asks you, "Do you want to save your best splits?" Mm. And you can say no or yes. Mm. So it's not necessarily saving your best time; it's saving the splits that you've done throughout the thingy. Right? Maybe that's what I'm doing wrong. I no, well, so. I can, yeah, I get that too, but right. it doesn't know, because I'm on the very last split, mm-hmm. it doesn't know that I haven't completed that uh, stage. Well, with mine, spacebar is to tell it I've completed a split mm. and then move on to the next one or it's the end of the game. S is for stop. Okay. So if it if I die and I haven't finished the game, I press S to stop it ah. and then it will go... Oh, well, when I press R to reset, it'll yeah. go, do you want to save your best splits? That's what I should have done. Pressed stop. Yes, instead of whatever the other button is. Now I know. Now you know. <laughs> and Matt does stuff around the place. And we're done. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Thanks for... No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs>